0: Hello, beautiful souls. In an effort to relieve some of the stress surrounding the coronavirus pandemic, I have decided to release the Soul Flow audiobook here on this podcast for free. There are 15 chapters in total, 17 if you count the introduction and closing thoughts, and a new chapter will be released daily starting Friday, March 20th, 2020 through Sunday, April 5th, 2020. Please enjoy this free audiobook, and if you'd like to support me and my work, consider leaving a review on Amazon or for this podcast, following me on social media—my Instagram handle is Martin. posting about this book to social media, and sharing this podcast and my other resources, which you can find linked in the show notes, with your friends and family. I am sending love and light to you all during this time. Enjoy the audiobook. Chapter 13. The Distraction Overhaul. As much as I wish tapping into your soul flow was as easy as just releasing your fears, that's only half of the equation. The other half is much more discreet, and frankly, a bit more intimidating. It's what I like to call the distraction overhaul. Whether we're aware of them or not, we all have defense mechanisms that can pop up even after we've released our fears. It's the ego's one last retaliation. It's plan B, since plan A, fear-mongering, didn't quite work out. It's the literal safety net to keep you playing safe. The first thing you might think of when you hear the term defense mechanism is the way in which we respond to negativity. If someone points out one of our flaws, a defense mechanism might be to attack back by pointing out one of their flaws. If someone says they don't understand something we've said or done, we might overcompensate for our own lack of self-acceptance by overexplaining or trying to justify our behavior. The defense mechanisms of the ego are similar. It's aware that you've acknowledged your fears and that you've released them, but that doesn't mean it still can't try to derail you from going after what you really want. It just knows it can't play the fear card anymore. So what can it play? Well, while you're on offense, it's going to play defense. In this case, defense falls under the umbrella of distraction, like procrastination or indecision or micromanaging. Your ego is the master of distraction. When you acknowledge and release your fears, suddenly there's more space. We'd be wise to fill that space with our soul flow, with dreams, plans, and inspired action. But don't forget, your ego still wants to keep you safe. And as far as it's concerned, any plans or action related to your soul flow aren't safe. So instead of filling that space with all the things that can get you closer your soul flow, it's going to attempt to fill every inch of that space with distractions. Let's take today, for example, my ego's distraction attempt at procrastination got the better of me. I woke up pretty early, fully intending to go through my morning routine and write this chapter. Guess what time it is? 7.15 p.m. And I'm just now writing it. What's interesting is that I didn't feel any doubt, fear, or uncertainty when I woke up this morning. In fact, I felt confident, recharged, and ready to take on the day. So what happened? As I was journaling out my intentions for the day, a thought popped into my head, like they so often do. I had forgotten to put some bills in the mailbox the day prior. Mid-sentence, I closed my journal walked to my office to retrieve the bills, and secured them in the mailbox. As I was making my way back to the front door, I noticed the developing storm clouds overhead. I also noticed the length of my front lawn. I'll just do this one thing and then be done, says no one ever. So I mowed the lawn, and then proceeded to clean the house, which then led to decluttering the files in my office, which then had me sorting through the recycling bin, which then snowballed into something else that was most definitely not writing this chapter. Simply put, if we don't prioritize our time, our egos will do it for us. It'll find something more important, more urgent, more comfortable for us to do instead of the things that are actually important to us. Did mowing the lawn get me one step closer in fulfilling my sole purpose? No. Did cleaning the entire house? Decluttering my office? Sorting through the recycling? No, no, no. But writing this chapter? Yes, very much so. Now, this isn't to say that mowing and cleaning and decluttering are bad things. On the contrary, they're quite useful in providing the old noggin with a clear headspace. The problem is when the ego's distractions overhaul your priorities for the entire day usually when i start on a cleaning spree i can't stop mowing the front lawn turns into also mowing the backyard and cleaning out the garage and clearing out the gutters and watering the garden and realizing the garden needs more plants and then going to home depot to buy more plants and soil and then coming home to plant them until hello dinner time my ego knows that cleaning is something i'll take to an extreme So it uses this distraction often to keep me from working on my books and growing my business. This is exactly why I make a top three list every single morning. I write down my three non-negotiables for that day, things I absolutely must get done. Sometimes it's a heavier list, like film this YouTube video, record that podcast episode, write two chapters of this project. Other days, it's a little lighter, Like, go for a one-mile walk without my phone. Read a chapter of a personal development book. Answer 10 emails. No matter what, though, the items on my top three are always specific, and there's always a defined outcome. Filming videos and recording podcast episodes means that there's content for the next week. Writing two chapters of a project means I'm 6,000 words closer to completing the manuscript. Going for a walk without my phone means that I'm disconnected for a bit to reset and recharge. Reading a chapter of a personal development book means I'm fueling my brain and setting myself up for growth. Answering 10 emails means I'm staying on top of my business and am open to opportunities. The ego's distractions thrive in ambiguity. Just like it'll prioritize for you, If you don't know exactly how you're going to spend your time, your ego will specify that for you too. Prioritization, specificity, immediate action. So you've made your top three list, you've specified each one with its desirable outcome, and that's all well and good, but now you actually have to act on it. If immediate action isn't possible because of other commitments, like dropping the kids off at school or commuting to work, then set a deadline. Will your top three be done before noon, before you sit down to eat lunch? Or will they be done after dinner, once you've started to wind down and de-stress from the day? Setting a deadline shows that these things truly are priorities, that they matter. The great thing about this method is that it works for all types of distractions. Procrastination, certainly, But what about indecision or shiny new idea syndrome or micromanaging or scrolling social media? Let's tackle the first one. Indecision occurs when overwhelm is present. Usually when it comes to a project or task, indecision simply means that the project or task in question is too big. To reduce overwhelm, try breaking it down into smaller more actionable items. For example, if you feel indecisive when it comes to a certain task, like writing a chapter of a book, perhaps that's because first, you need to review your outline. Breaking it down to review chapter one of outline or write one paragraph or write one page is a lot more manageable than diving in and writing the whole chapter. If you feel indecisive when it comes to a big project, like implement a minimalist lifestyle, that's probably because the thought of decluttering and getting rid of half your stuff feels comparable to climbing Mount Everest in the middle of winter. Perhaps smaller tasks like sort through handbag collection or clean out jewelry drawer would be less daunting. Give your mind something specific to focus on. Same goes for shiny new idea syndrome. If an idea for another project comes your way, by all means, write it down. You can capture it while it's fresh in your mind, but that doesn't necessarily mean you have to go full steam ahead and forego the other projects you've been working on up until this point, projects that still deserve your energy, focus, and undivided attention. If you find that you're struggling to continue working on current projects, remind yourself of your why, Why did you start that original project? Write down all the reasons that come to mind. Again, specificity is key. Micromanaging, also known as interference, is another type of distraction from your ego. Micromanaging stems from the need for control and not trusting anyone else to do things right. Setting an intention for the day and specifying what's most important can help put things into perspective. You can't do everything, and even if you could, you probably wouldn't do it very well. By loosening the reins and making space for assistance, you're able to suppress your ego's distractions. Why would you do something you've already deemed as non-essential? The distraction of micromanaging has no choice but to take a back seat. As you well know, scrolling social media, binge-watching Netflix, or going down the YouTube rabbit hole are all forms of consumption. Consumption is one of your ego's favorite distraction tactics because it requires hardly any doing on its part. It assures you that there are so many other ways to fill your time. Watch movies, listen to the news, scroll through Facebook, see what's trending on Twitter, create a new board on Pinterest, not to mention these things are so easily accessible. We already went through an entire chapter on consumption, so if you need a refresher, feel free to revisit chapter four. There's no denying that consumption satiates our desire for entertainment. Like you, I love plopping onto my couch with a good book or finally watching the new season of my favorite show or listening to the most recent episodes of my go-to podcasts. But consumption in moderation is key. Know the difference between taking a break and shutting off for a few versus consumption as distraction because it's the easiest form of distraction to fall into and also the hardest to pull yourself out of. Reflection. What do you tend to get distracted by the most? The next time you feel a distraction coming on when you have a project or task you want to complete, refer back to this chapter. Make your top three list. Prioritize it. Specify the deadline. Take action. If distractions keep knocking at your door, review what's truly keeping you from that project or task. Is it perhaps too big? Do you feel indecisive about the next steps? Are you worried it'll be too hard? Remember, this is just your ego trying to rope you back into fear. You've already released your fears, so now it's time to overhaul the distractions by taking ownership of how you spend your time. If you own it, your ego can't. Plain and simple.